Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. So glad that you are here today. And oh my gosh, this week's guest, I don't even really have the words because I am so inspired. I'm uh, so proud to have been able to speak with Josh in regards to everything that he is doing in the world. You are really going to want to listen right to the end, and that's where some of the good stuff is in this week's episode. But let me start with this. Uh, Josh Rollins is a 19-year veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces, and working with canines has always been his passion. Um, he is the founder of Inline Canine Canada, and it's a company driven to help dog owners live their best lives with their pets. Now, that isn't all that Josh is. He has got a vision, and the passion that you will hear in his voice, let me tell you that I have no doubt that what he foresees is going to happen. So shifting out of a 20-year career in the military and diving feet first into his passion, Josh is definitely making an impact. After realizing that the career that he thought he would never leave began to wear on his mental health, Josh knew he had to make a change. Through his own struggle with anxiety and learning firsthand how a dog can change everything, he started his own canine training business. But this isn't just a business. This is a movement. And like I said, Josh has a vision and he is going to do, and he already is doing, big things in the world. So make sure you tune in to all of this, all of the goodness, and make sure that you share because this is a story and Josh has a lot of amazing information in here that you will want to share. So uh, let's get started. Hey, Josh. Welcome so much. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the Spiritual Shipworker podcast. I am really excited to dive into our conversation this morning for a couple of reasons. Um, first, you're truly in the middle of making a pretty big shift in your life, and that's what this podcast is really about. And number two, what you're doing um, is so needed more than ever right now in the world. So I can't wait for you to tell the listeners all about it. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself, what you do, and what you are currently excited about at this season in your life. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, so my name is Josh. I am owner, founder of Inline Canine Canada. I am currently in the process of releasing from the Canadian Armed Forces, after which I spent a lifetime, nearly 20 years. And I'm excited about uh, this transition and looking forward to a new new aspects in my life. Excellent. Um, this is great. I, I'm just really like, this is a um, sort of a different, like I've never had a conversation yet about A, someone who's been 
in this in the military, right? Um, law enforcement's one thing; military is different, yet similar. It's weird. Um, Absolutely. And so, you know, that's the thing: whether or not you're making a small shift or big shifts. And like I said, knowing a little bit about your story, before we dig into that, I'm really curious as to what led you to what you're doing with, with inline um, with training dogs. Yeah, so, do you know, if you would have asked me five years ago if this would be something I'm doing, I would have laughed at you. Uh, some of my friends might have thought otherwise, but I didn't know that this would kind of take over my life the way it has. Um, I've always had, like most people, an affinity for dogs and just having them around and uh, enjoying their company. But uh, in 2017, I was fortunate enough to be able to train dogs uh, and handle dogs with the military as a job, which led me to have a whole host of um, just amazing experiences across the globe uh, and got to meet a lot of people that have really shaped the way I do things currently. A lot of people with a lot more experience than me uh, and have helped me, you know, grow my craft Amazing. And so let's go back. Right. So this is a This is a pretty like huge departure from the military. A lot of things that I noticed when um, people specifically off police officers leave the policing career is that they tend to gravitate <laughs> towards something of similarity. Right. So people that retire, they go into doing security work. And so this is a pretty huge separation in, um, from the military life. So how did you mentally navigate this, right? Like maybe we can talk about your transition and your shifting out of that military life. Um, what brought you to that? Like what I always like uh, learning about people is what's brought you to that, that shift to make that decision. Was it um, a forced decision? Was it a personal decision? Was it something else? Yeah, absolutely. So just to touch on uh, the last piece there, Um, for what led me to training dogs, I'll be honest with you. It was, uh, my mental health, I think started everything. Uh, I noticed a pretty big shift in my paradigm, if you will, when it came to, uh, navigating my day-to-day, um, life. And I turned to dogs as a way of comfort and it just sort of blew up and taken off. It's something that has really helped me. Uh, day-to-day, week-to-week, and now I can see a future in it, uh, which is just amazing. I'm looking forward to so many different ways to giving back to the first responders and veterans um, long-term. That's something that post-military release will be a very big priority for me. So I look forward to be able to share my experience and and help other people uh, use dogs as a a comfort uh, like I have. I know they've helped me a lot. So when it comes to the shift from the military, navigating this has been difficult. I'm not going to lie. Um, There's a lot of information. Uh, This is something that I've spent my whole adult life in. It's all I've ever known. Just like most people who join law enforcement, uh, it's kind of what they know. They go to their police college and off they go. For me, I've been fortunate fortunate enough in my career to have seen and done so many things. I, I wouldn't change a thing about my career, uh, which is also, you know, part of why, you know, I am where I am. But again, 
wouldn't go back and change a thing. Uh, for navigating, you know, I found talking to someone really helped. Uh, reaching out and, and just sharing the things that you're going through as something that really has helped me. I've really embraced that. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's certainly becoming more uh, acceptable, right? I mean, there's no doubt that the stigma behind all of that, like any type of mental illness or mental just difficulty that the stigma is definitely that darkness related to that is definitely fading away and it's becoming I don't want to say more acceptable but it's certainly becoming more paramount that we need to talk about these things and and holding them down like keeping them inward is does no one any good right it also not for yourself personally but also when you're able to come out and, and talk about it it shows other people that they can gives them permission to do the same thing right yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It's, I guess I didn't know even how I was feeling all the different things from irritability to lack of sleep to uh, judgment, um, issues with short term memory, all the things that led me to really, you know, kind of take focus and, and see what's what's really happening and, and seek help for it. Um, there's so many people that are going through the same thing. And I've I've witnessed so many people personally who have pushed past the, I don't want to say the point of no return, because I feel as there's always a point in which you can return, uh, but pushed past to the point where it's destroyed them mentally and physically and their family and everything around them. And, you know, I just never wanted that to be me. Uh, So I made the choice to seek help, get off the highway, so to speak and do what I needed to do to take care of myself as for too long, I put a uh, mission before self. Mm. Oh, that's so, oh, that resonates so much. Right. When, especially, and again, it, there's many different careers that where people do this is the service where we're being of service, but I find yeah. law enforcement military, we, we do so much for others and we, we really do put ourselves on the back burner and s- and I, I'm, I'm curious as to when you just mentioned there, right, about there's some people that have pushed themselves or let themselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, go past that point of no return. And it's like, what for you, what what was it? Like, how are you, not to compare, because I, I don't think anybody can't compare ourselves to others, but someone else who may be in this, have been in the same position as you uh, on your missions where you've seen them not being able to come back and they've gone into whatever state, what was it for you that you think triggered you to say, Hey, wait a minute, I'm making a choice to do it differently. Was there a specific incident? If you can talk about that, that holy crap, this is time to move on. Absolutely. So I had a couple, okay, maybe it's, time to think about other things like smaller moments like we all do throughout our lives but I would say a big one for me was when I started to experience anxiety for the first time in my life something I have never had to deal with personally and I don't wish it upon anyone and for those people with you know who struggle with this daily weekly and for their life chronically I you know I got a glimpse of what that looks like and I want absolutely nothing to do with it so uh, that kind of started the setback in which I, you know, reevaluated my, you know, my future moving forward. Um, 
and from there just just look, started to look out for my health and seek out all the opportunities for healthcare that are available. And I was fortunate enough to be in a place, uh, the unit I was in, that the access to healthcare uh, and specialists was honestly second to none in this country. And I'm very grateful for that because it has definitely helped uh, reset my path. Uh, and, you know, hoping I haven't gone, you know, too far on the one end, I, I'm able to stabilize moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's definitely something I think that's changed over as everything, right? We, we expand and evolve as not only individuals, but as humanity in overall in regards to the military specifically where maybe it's more your opinion, but I mean, looking backwards, those tools were not available for many people. No, no. This is something I know within uh, CanSoft specifically that, has moved quite to the forefront because, you know, we are seeing uh, a major mental health epidemic. You know, that word I don't like to use too often as it seems to have been outrun the last few years. But when it comes to the mental health of our, you know, um, frontline members, both military and um, law enforcement, you can see it. You can see it, the drain on their their day-to-day activity, uh, always being tired, not sleeping well, uh, being constantly sore, whatever it might be, it, it has, you know, wide impacts on all of us. Um, you know, and this goes out to many other jobs as well. This isn't just uh, labeled to military and law enforcement, but it's, it's a lot of work to try to keep your head above water. And for too long, I felt I was starting to go underwater and I needed, uh, I needed help to stabilize. Yeah. And maybe, and I know it's something like I always, my belief is that, you know, when we go through things and, um, you know, looking back, sometimes it's not always beneficial, right. To look backwards. Cause then we're, we're keeping ourselves sort of in that loop. But when it, you mentioned um, anxiety, that you've never experienced that before, and maybe you can just briefly touch on what what exactly that was for you, because maybe that's going to the symptoms or the signs that you experienced might trigger a listener who's going to be listening to this episode, say, oh, wow, like, that's me. So again, I don't want to dig too deep into that, but maybe just a tidbit or something about what it was that you actually experienced. Um, in a tangible way that somebody can say, hey, you know what, maybe it's time for me to reach out. Yeah, of course. Uh, this was something that due to my repeated exposure to, you know, uh, we'll leave it at loud sounds throughout my career. Uh, I I was forced to keep track of issues relating to my memory, speech, things like that. So I was hyper aware of little things, both emotional and mental. And I guess that led me to notice uh, things like my irritability was a big one. Um, You know, it's, I get it. We live in a first world society and everything is uh, very comparable uh, to what other people have going on. Uh, But I, everyone who knows me, you know, irritable is not a word they would use to describe me at all. Uh, And for me, this was something I knew that, that, was you know really came to the forefront of okay like this is not who I am this is not me uh my 
ability to manage my emotions, both angrily um, and happiness, became difficult. Um, I became short with my friends and family all around me uh, for no real reason. And another huge thing that stuck out for me was my inability to manage my day-to-day life. Um, My structure fell apart completely. I used the term as if almost my pillars or the levy broke in my mind one day. And I just noticed a lot of things all at once relating to the anxiety and depression, things that I would have never thought possible for myself. I've always been on the extreme other end. So I knew that was, it was time, uh, pedal to the metal for too many years and it, it caught up big time. Yeah. I think, thank you for sharing that because, um, you know, awareness is the first step for any, to make any kind of change. And for someone who may be listening to say, hey, wait a minute, is my behavior out of the norm for what I am normally like is, is the few is huge. And it is definitely, definitely the first step. Um, and so as you're moving now and shifting into this, you know, I can hear the passion uh, in your voice about what you're doing now. And so when we're moving out of that uh, military life where you're structured and you've been under this stress so much, and now you've turned to using the dogs and the training and serving in a different way, what belief or beliefs maybe have you had to embrace or let go of in order to really step into this, this new you, the new Josh, the passion that you have? Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, there's a there's a couple of thoughts I have on that. I would say where I was in my military career, I had the amazing opportunity to work with the absolute top that Canada has to offer. Uh, just some of the best type of people and soldiers that, you know, really the world has to offer. And that you know, just made me feel obviously very proud to be a part of it, but just like, wow, so many people are able to do so many great things um, and have themselves, you know, move forward in their own careers. You know, why, why is this happening to me? Right. And as I started really sharing my experiences with some of my colleagues, I found that, you know, I wasn't alone here. And, you know, as often as we think people are doing great uh, or, you know, nothing is happening in the background. You never know. And it's, it's one thing that this has taught me is there so many people are struggling, but we all, you know, cope in our own ways. And it's been interesting to, to share my experiences with others. But one of the things I've had to let go of personally is, you know, you know, some people ask me, Oh, well, what do you do? And my ex response was, well, I'm, you know, a military member. I used to be able to deploy, had numerous deployments, amazing experiences, work with the best Canada has to offer. And now like my response was, well, dog trainer. Well, okay. You know, should I feel like I have to um, lift myself up to someone I don't know by saying something like that? Or am I feeling, you know, like I'm degrading myself by not introducing myself as a military member? And I think I just let go that I don't, it doesn't matter what people think. You know, you look at a police officer, if, if they leave the, the force, it's like, well, what do you do? Well, you know, I work with wood or whatever it might be, right? Whatever their passion is. Um, they they don't need to, and you don't need to, like, 
try to lift lift yourself up to show someone what you were just remember what you are i think that's pretty powerful and that's something that honestly took a while for me and now my response is yeah i'm retiring from the military and i'm focusing on you know my own mental and physical health and for me once i embraced that that really helped uh, with introductions with people with just my own you know how i how i live with myself how i carry myself um, because I don't, I don't have to prove anything to anyone, uh, especially someone I don't know. And my friends and family uh, know what they need to know. So I, I found that was something that helped me quite a bit. Wow. Um, if, I, anybody who's listening, you can't see that I'm freaking nodding my head in so much agreement right now because it is our careers are so attached to our identity. A hundred percent. Right. And it's something that I'm as I'm pursuing, you know, not only this podcast, but a life outside of policing where it is a struggle. Like, I'm not going to lie either. Like it is a constant battle within myself of, um, okay, well, I know I can do other things, but you know, people are going to be like, well, why are you leaving a, a career with a pension and a stable, like the, the money's coming in. It's so secure. Yeah. It is. And then what you said about not caring what people think, is huge right like at the end of the day right on our on our the day that we leave this planet what is going to matter most that you please somebody at work or please somebody about being not to say we can't be proud of what we've done absolutely but going forward this this is what i'm doing for me this is what i did for me this is what i did to serve people in a way that was fully aligned with who i truly am so I love that. I love that so much. And uh, did you just, do you just find that like when you, when you made that decision, right, where you're, no, you're actually doing it, you're transitioning out of the military, you're making that shift where there was this like sense of like, it, it was just all lifted off your shoulders. Like, did you find that it was a huge relief knowing that you finally just made the decision? Do you know what? I don't know that I fully grasped the weight of my decision yet. And I think once I am released from the forces, I think that's when um, the weight of that decision will, will truly come to bear. Uh, and honestly, I cannot wait for it. I am very excited. Uh, I'm hoping that that weight lifted uh, plus, you know, the mental aspect of that just being pulled away from me a little bit will just allow me to relax that much more right um, and just help that much more with my mental health day to day I can't wait it's honestly if you would ask me five years ago like hey what are you going to do when you get out like nothing I'm going to do this forever like I love this job I work with the best people I get to go and do amazing things it's you know but it just became like nope this will ruin you this will put you in the ground and, and or you will be you know uh, addicted to alcohol or drugs like it's I want nothing to do with any of that uh, I want a long loving life with my wife and daughter and focus on my health and my family's well-being mm. and so do you find it um, do you find it difficult to see perhaps colleagues that are still in the military who are and maybe, maybe there's some, maybe there's none, I don't know, who are still maybe down that path of 
this is all there is. They're so still passionate. And yet you see, you see the other side coming. Like, do you, do you find it difficult or do you, do you want to share, say, Hey, look, you need to get out. Like, what do you, do you offer up your opinion? Do you offer your advice or do you wait? Like, because you still got a lot of colleagues, right? You're not completely released until next spring, I guess. But yeah, how are you dealing with that? Because you know how, what you went through. Yeah, absolutely. I have more than a handful of colleagues that I've seen push past that limit. And, you know, it scares me to where they might end up. It it truly does. Uh, I've offered up my my help. I continue to do so to colleagues, even as they go through the process just a little further behind me. And I want nothing but the best for them as I've seen them run themselves into the ground, you know, be it their families, their mental and physical health. And now, you know, they're pulling out of that nosedive just as I did. And it's, it's exciting to be a part of because, you know, at the end of the day, we, we did what we were trained to do. We, you know, we served, you know, in our capacity and now we have to make sure, you know, we're not a flame that's just extinguished and gone in the night. So this is something that is important to me. And and now I've made it important to um, my colleagues as well. And that's, you know, in another note, that's what has forced me, I wouldn't say forced, that's what led me down to the dog path regarding to, I'd love to get into a position where I am, you know, training service dogs for veterans and first responders uh, who leave their prospective careers, because the impact on these people, on us is, you know, I, I don't think people fully grasp, you know, having not gone through it. And that's not a shot at them. That's just they need to understand that it has taken a major toll on individuals to see and be a part of and uh, to push yourself at this pace for this long. Yeah, I think, you know, is there's there's uh, so much out there right about uh, what the effects of this, these types of careers do on people. And when unless you know someone who's in it um, and it's not, it's not anyone's fault, right? General society, the majority of people never have to deal with the police or military or ever have that experience of understanding. Yeah. We feel then like we take so much as well from the public in regards to what they think we should be. Um, And I feel sometimes it's like, we don't, we can't always explain it. We can't explain that these careers are different. We're just, it's a different culture. Not that we can't, you know, explain, but in layman terms, let's be real. A lot of people don't see the majority of society do not see what we see. Um, no, and not, thank not God, close. right? Thank yeah, goodness. absolutely. <laughs> right. Because yeah, not, absolutely. not everyone needs this. And then on the flip side of that, these types of careers also are not for everyone. Um, nor nor should they be absolutely right because it's just we can't be putting people into these careers or or, um, you know recruiting them when this just is not what they are meant it is a specific type of person that has the power but then on the other side of that you know and you've been through it where you're like okay it's time now for me to move on and when we now are going to, I'm going to really dig into what you talked about training service dogs. Maybe we can talk about what does that look like? Because, you know, we, everyone sees them, people with the dogs, but what does it actually do? Like, how does that help 
with um, the, is it specifically, because I don't know a lot about it, but is it specifically for mental health, anxiety? How does it work when, you, when you're training a service dog and, and how does it work on the other end for the person who actually gets the dog? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. So this is an area in which I'm still developing and, you know, understand my own limitations and looking to grow as I continue down this um, kind of this path. I would say over the past uh, couple of years, I've been fortunate enough to work with a couple uh, civilians who wanted their dogs to be service, uh, service dogs and to be certified. And in Canada right now, we don't really have a national certification. Um, different provinces have their different areas, uh, things. But Ontario, anyone can just slap a, a vest on a dog and bring it anywhere. But what happens when that dog fails in that environment, right? So, you know, questions are going to start being asked. So for me, um, there's a couple individuals, one specifically that I'm working with right now, who is actually... I'm training their dog to be like a mental health dog to sit in on um, sessions with children, with other clients, uh, just to provide that type of soothing and calming that, you know, dogs bring us. Um, So for me, for training that, you know, it's, it's nothing too specific, I would say. It's just a little more, you know, you want to be a little, I don't want to say stricter, but a little more firm in the way you guide that training versus, you know, just someone's doodle in their home that may not need that level of control, if that makes sense. Um, But all the, I would say all the same, you know, guidelines still apply. It's just, you know, what is the purpose of the dog and let's shape it for that purpose. So I've been very fortunate enough to work with a few and, and as, as I move forward and take advantage of educational opportunities, I will be seeking, um, training from, you know, specialists in that area who have devoted their lives to training uh, types of dogs with for specific needs, uh, like mental health and um, stuff like that. So I look forward to it. Yeah, wow. And I I just just said that basically anything you can slap on the the service guide, like jacket on the dog, I had no idea. I certainly thought it would have been a little bit more uh, regulated and people would have to have proper certifications. So yeah, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. It's, it's certainly like you yeah. see them everywhere and you're like, oh, okay. But is that yeah. something? So, are you looking long term, big vision for you and for your company to yeah. actually provide that like type of thing and to get that sort of certified or accredited? Is that sort of your big vision? Uh, yeah, that's one for sure. Uh, I have a colleague who uh, along with a couple of his colleagues and friends, started a non-for-profit called uh, Warrior Adventures Canada. And what they do is they take uh, veterans and first responders, um, some active and out, and basically um, bring them out into the wilderness, uh, kind of you know push them to kind of their limits, build in that team environment. And, and one of the things I want to do for them specifically is, you know, Every so often, I'd like to get a dog, raise that dog and train it to give to one of their, you know, members. Uh, That would be kind of my end state when it comes to, you know, passing off a dog to a a person in need. And they they are able to identify those people in need and partnering with them is something that I'm very fortunate to be able to do. 
And I look, I look a lot, really forward to doing that with them. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That is, that is definitely, you know, giving back to those that not only, you know, you've seen and you know, personally what it is these people have gone through. And I, and it's funny, I actually have just warrior adventures, Canada. Um, I do follow them actually on social media. So yeah, um, very amazing. They are they are amazing. They are going to do amazing things. Uh, they've just gotten started in the last few years and it is growing like crazy. Um, I'm really proud of all of them and what they're doing. Um, because that takes a certain type of individual as well. And, uh, they, they are definitely giving back as they have all gone down the path that, you know, um, following kind of my path of release and stuff. So, right. And so did you, did you personally, do you personally have a, did you get a dog? I know, we do have a mutual friend. That's how we sort of connected. And, um, you know, I know his story and how he had this gorgeous little puppy come into his life and then it it helped him so, so much. And so do you, did you personally, is that how you started? You had one to help you with, with your, um, with the anxiety. I, I would say what started it was my work dog. My work dog gave back to me in more ways than I will ever be able to share or um, speak about. Uh, That's what led me to reach out to start working with other dogs, Um, not because I was looking at a way of making money or interested in doing something on the side. It was solely for the purpose of fulfilling a, what I thought was a medical need for myself in terms of, you know, mental health. Um, it was medication for me and, you know, so often, you know, without getting into it, we, we just prescribe, prescribe, prescribe. And sometimes the, you know, the best things we can do for ourselves are, you know, you know, animals, nature, just taking time for ourselves and the dogs have helped me, um, more than I can help them. Uh, I'll put it that way. I, I would, I'm not sure where I would be without this. And so luckily I don't have to think because I have this and I'll always have this and I'm very, very happy. And uh, I'd love to be able to share that with other people. Oh, I just, what you just said, right. About, Oh, that's a whole other podcast episode about, um, you know, prescription and just near here, here's a prescription for you. Go outside, go for a walk, go find nature, go, you know, that those really are the best types of medication. So I definitely, I definitely agree a thousand percent. Now, I know we discussed about, you know, the biggest thing about letting go of what you've had to let go when you've made this shift, but what, is there something like more aligned with your inner, sort of your inner knowing, like you just mentioned something really great about the fact that you started this, not because you wanted to make money, not because you wanted something on the side after you were released, but because there's such a true passion for that. And so did you just... Did you just know, like, we all talk about that inner knowing, that gut instinct, that just, this was what you sort of needed. And I say needed in quotes, like air quotes, because I think, you know, there's nothing really we ever need to do, but was it just something in your knowing, in your being, that this is what you had to do? I think if you were to ask some of my closer friends and colleagues, they they would tell you they knew I would be doing this before I did, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of empowering hearing that. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the friends and close people that I have in my life as well. And, you know, they're, 
their support as I move through this transition and and starting this piece, the next phase of my life. Um, I would say oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. I would say. I think we all know, right? Like, I think, honestly, we all know inside of our knowing or gut what it is we should be, could be doing that would bring us more passion, more joy, more fulfillment. Um, uh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, at first, when I first started working with the first few dogs uh, of my friends, uh, I think from there, it was very evident that, oh, wow, this is, this is fulfilling. Uh, during that 45 minute time frame in which I'm focusing on a dog and uh, another person, my anxiety and or depression is, you know, vacates my body. Uh, and I found that, well, quite empowering. It was like, that was almost a drug in itself, right? Being able to remove that pressure and be able to do something I enjoy, uh, obviously have passion for and help other people. And it just became, you know, continual, continual, continual. And I'm so fortunate to what it's becoming. And I got to meet so many amazing people. And there's so many more amazing opportunities coming uh, my way in 2023, to which I'm very fortunate to be a part of. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it's so funny that you sort of the way you described that, because it really is about just taking the next step, right? It's not always the logical step. It's like, oh, this feels good. Okay, what's the next thing that's going to make me feel good? And then all of a sudden, you're going to see all these amazing opportunities that are just going to line up, like at the door knocking for you, right? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. absolutely. And that, and that's kind of starting to happen right now. And I'm, I'm very fortunate. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and, you know, at the end of this, uh, there's a few opportunities I definitely like to share with you as I think it's, it's great for awareness and, and kind of seeing what's out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, just to finish off, so like, what would you say to someone, right? Again, we've sort of covered it, but I like how you, we just mentioned about not necessarily always taking the logical step, but what would you say to someone, right? Who's leaving or about to leave or be released um, from the military, right? To, from that secure career, because so often we don't make the moves that we know we need because of fear. And so how do you... What would you say to someone about just what you've done? Forget about, uh, or, or not forget, but just, I'm talking about more about taking the next step and it doesn't always have to be logical. Like what is one thing you would say to them? Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to my wife about this last night, actually, um, as she's a police officer with the Ottawa police force. Um, and I, you know, we all joke about we get stuck in our careers and, oh, why would I leave this? Like, you'd be crazy to leave this. And, and, and you know, there's a part of that that from a logical standpoint, that is very true. And it'd be hard to argue that, right? Uh, it's important to have security in your life. Uh, it allows you to do so many other things and, and focus on yourself. But at the same time, if you're struggling, you know, all of us have passions in our lives, whatever they may be, um, you know, seek out your passion and, you know, and look for ways to build upon it and not, not just build a business out of it that that can come, you know, kind of organically, yeah. uh, but, you know, be kind of be true to yourself and look what makes you happy. Find that and do that. And, you know, it's, you know, some people might argue, but like happiness over money, money over happiness, right. There, there can be a lot of that. That's a full episode on itself. Um, but I'm here to tell you like my, 
mental health and happiness has improved wildly from what I thought maybe my self-worth would drop off, which, you know, is no longer the case. So I would say find what you love, uh, you know, and, and continue to build upon that. And that, that will help you in both your current uh, career and maybe a future career or passion. So. Yeah, that's so true. Right. I like if, even if you, you know, do it on the side, like make sure that you're doing something that is bringing you some sort of joy every day. And like you said, whether that's, you know, walking a dog, dog doing what you're doing, or just like, I don't know, glass blowing. Like I'm just anything that makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know? uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, a lot of my friends are, uh, members of the Ottawa police force. And, you know, a lot of them have like side things that they do that is just for fun for them, whether it's like you said, making knives or uh, lumber projects. Like it's so cool to see how passionate and how uh, absolutely great people are at doing things that I know nothing about. Like it's pretty, uh, it's, it's cool to see how we're all different and we all enjoy different things. It's great to see. So. Yeah. I can you imagine what, what a, different world different society we, we would have if again i agree we need there needs the bills still need to be paid that's the logical aspect of things but if everybody would just pursue what they really love to do can you imagine yeah. oh my goodness it would yeah be, absolutely but we would live in a different world i think so just um before we get into what you wanted to share about where people can find you and all that thing i have one last question and that is how do you find harmony in your life? I'm not a big lover of the word balance because I don't think there's really ever any balance, but like harmony, how do you, how do you find the flow right now? So before I made the decision to kind of take a step back, I would say I had no harmony for sure. I, I, I was going like a lot of people, uh, full tilt, um, not only, concurrent doing stuff that your your current job but you know trying to build on your current job always being better just having that uh relentless pursuit of excellent mindset um that you know many people have in uh, a lot of jobs and it led me to a full you know near a full break so i took a step back and you know i started working with the dogs that helped me medically but quickly i found that i quickly just took myself out of one uh the word I'm looking for here took me out of uh yeah just one one like full tilt uh crash way ahead to another one I just found that it was helping my mental health but at the same time it was wearing me down uh mentally and physically um so I I really you know I reached out to different people and found different ways to you know create that balance um, while still fulfilling myself mentally, um, because that what I felt was most important. Uh, and that's, I'd say over the past three to four months has, has helped me, um, drastically. It's made a big change uh, in my day to day and it's helped me focus on the things more important in my life. Mm, so good, right? We all, we have to have that, that harmony of the passion and then things that activate us mentally, plus the things that bring us you know, that down into that sort of rest and recovery state as well. So that's great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Josh, please share, share all the things um, where people can find you, obviously. Um, and then 
you know, what it is you've got uh, sort of going on right now that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, currently having a website built right now, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Inline Canine Canada, in dash line canine. Um, reach out on there. Uh, my email address uh, is training at in dash line canine.ca. Pretty simple. Um, there's a there's a few projects that I'd like to uh, share about. Uh, one of them is Warrior Adventures Canada. Uh, obviously, with you following them, uh, you can post a link to their Instagram. Amazing, amazing resource. Uh, great people doing great things, and that that process is only going to uh, grow uh, as they as they age. Uh, the other thing you know, kind of want to share about is an opportunity that was presented to me by a Durham Regional Police Canine Officer. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be part of a team that is going over to Zimbabwe, uh, Africa, in November of 2023, where we will be working with um, anti-poaching canine units from surrounding game reserves. Uh, I can't wait for that opportunity. I think that's just another great way to give back. And uh, I will make sure that the website and information is uh provided to you so we can share that on here as well uh the canine ranger project you can find them on uh instagram that that site is just being built uh canine ranger project led by um, hannah she's doing great things and i'm super excited to be a part of it oh my gosh that is that sounds absolutely amazing so i'm i think you know my listeners are going to follow follow that for sure to see all the adventures and all the great things that you're going to be doing not only next year but beyond Josh, I appreciate you so much and what you're doing. And there's so many people that I think are going to find this episode really helpful, right? And and that they're not alone. That's the biggest thing is that you can you can get to where you need to be without hitting that rock bottom. I think that's important for people to know. And so I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Uh, all the links will be in the show notes. And if you love this episode as much as I did, please, please share to someone that you know that needs it the most. Thanks, Josh. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so, so much for pressing play today. I really hope that um, you really enjoyed this episode with Josh. Uh, Maybe you can resonate. Maybe you have a family member or a friend uh, who not only may be in or out, leaving the military, in policing, or has been suffering from anxiety or depression or even uh, PTSD, I really uh, would love for you to reach out to Josh. And especially if you were in the Ottawa area, if you're not, you know what? Go follow him. Make sure you follow him on social media, on Instagram. Um, Because again, he has a really huge vision. And I think that, um, you know, sharing this episode and getting it out to the people who really, really do need it the most is the biggest ask that I have for you today. So, Please hit the share button today because you just never know uh, who this needs to reach. And I thank you for that. And don't forget to leave a five-star review if you loved it so much. And we will see you again next week on another episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. 
I can't wait to connect with you online. So make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shift Worker and on Instagram at Lyanne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift one breath at a time.